Dale Radio is sponsored by Inaudible.com. To get a free 30-day trial, sign up at Inaudible.com and use the passcode. You'll be listening to something that's probably nothing in no time. Previously on Dale Radio... Now, uh, I, of course, have been to many clothing optional facilities. Probably some of you have been, too. And I think a couple of you may be leaving here to go one on the Upper East Side later, aren't you? But uh, now, I, I, happen to, I happen to find uh, this one. Oh, my goodness. Well, hello there, folks. It's me, Dale, and you're listening to another episode of Dale Radio, coming to you, as always, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. Only today, once again, I find myself over here in old Billyburg, where if you're hunting for UCB performers, you'll bring back a sackful. The place is lousy with them. I interviewed a half dozen improvisers just coming up the stairs to sit with my guest today. Uh... She is a talented video uh, director, an editor, creator, a keen writer, and comedian, Georgia Hudson. Georgia. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me over. Thank you. And what the people are listening, that, that crackle that they're hearing is two people meeting for the first time. Yeah, that sounds right. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> And I would say, close listeners to this program, and sometimes I do master the episodes at a very low volume, so you have to sit next to the hi-fi system like you would the old Little Orphan Annie days. Get right up to the radio speaker there, sometimes the jawbox speaker, probably holding up to the... The point is, if you're listening closely, you'll notice that, Georgia, you're not from around these parts, are you? I am not. I am from England. I've heard of it. (laughs) That's a land we broke off of many years ago. Yeah, but we're fine with it. You're okay with it, I know. We're okay with it. <laughs> well, thank you. We had a little disagreement over tea, didn't we? Whether it should belong in a container or out in a large body of water. Turns out you were right. Be- better contained. But that was a long time ago, and now we're all friends. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. And here we are. We're just a model of freedom and justice for all, aren't we? A beacon to the world. Yes. Some great decisions happening. Definitely. Of late. <laughs> Well, what is your secret origin, Georgia? We're going to get into that a little bit today. Um, uh, (laughs) I imagine when you say England, London, is that where you're from? Yes, I am from London. I imagine a kind of Dickensian childhood, you with a little chimney sweep where you sit on the face. Um, you know what? Not not really to me, but to to people that I've met in America. I guess compared to to maybe your childhood, I did go to like an all girls independent school, and, and so it was we had uniforms. So maybe it was it was a bit like that. Yeah, it is different than my, <laughs> yeah. my growing up. I didn't go to an all girls school, but oh. I love to wear a uniform. Mm-hmm. That's always nice. It wasn't that nice. No, what kind? Of, what, what colors? What the colors are gray. Oh, just different shades of blue, very, very long skirts, very hideous sweaters. Hideous Horrible. sweaters. Oh, yeah. But not. Uh, but today, you go around Williamsburg, some of those things would be considered fashionable or no? Uh, probably, but I left them behind in England <laughs> with the rest of my childhood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I been tossed over a bridge or something. <laughs> <laughs> I could easily become Madame Defarge, mm-hmm. just sitting in the corner podcasting. Yeah. It's basically what I'm doing. Yeah, you're doing good. 
<laughs> if you say so. Well, let's back it. Let's set the stage. Let's do it. Let's. Mm-hmm. I want to understand it. Because here's one of the things, and we were talking about this a little bit, but why I was intrigued to talk to you is, is your story is really that of a recent immigrant. Yeah. True. Mm-hmm. And did you become the full citizen thing now, or what, what's happening with that? Um, you know, I live in Whitecare. I'm a permanent resident. I'll be a citizen if I want to stay here long enough. But, yeah, yeah I'm comfortable here. <laughs> I don't see myself moving back home ever. <laughs> right, so it could happen. Yeah. But you moved here. What's so compelling to me, you moved here with nothing two years ago. Just yep. two years ago. Um, kind of, yes. Yeah. Um, so I moved to New York about two years ago, right before Hurricane Sandy. So it was Great memorable. timing. Great, Great timing, timing to be here. Yeah. Were you in a flood zone or an evacuation zone? No, uh, I was staying at an Airbnb in Harlem, like 145th Street, so it was yeah. fine. Um, but, you know, the subways were closed, so I couldn't get to my job that I'd just gotten. So it was, you know, it was. It could have been worse. It was tense for everybody in the city, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Unsure of what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But you, you very quickly made a name for yourself within the comedy scene. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's wonderful. And you do all the comedic videos and all that kind of thing, which we'll get into. And now you're on this show. Uh, <laughs> yeah, is, this is the highlight of I, my career so, so far. far. I, hope, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. No, it is. Well, um, you started, and the reason I even know all this stuff is because you, you started the blog when mm-hmm. you got here and writing about your early experiences in New York. Mm-hmm. And New York Notebook is what it was called. Yes. Not like the romantic movie, the Notebook. <laughs> Not romantic. Quite at different. All. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is very. It's so honest and real. It really kind of it broke my heart in places and it made oh, me hurt a little bit. Good. <laughs> where the where it's not already you know congealed over with gravy. Mm-hmm. The heart that is. <laughs> but <laughs> so uh, I did read a lot about what was going on for you, and uh, you were not terribly happy at home. Is that what happened in in London? Um, I, you know, I, I spent my whole life in London until I was like 20. So I just wanted a change. And I had always wanted to, to live in America and to, to live in New York, especially. What was the draw? Um, you know, the like the film TV industry, I think mostly and just being somewhere different and making a home for myself that was of my choosing, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I grew up on American TV, American culture, so everything was like, oh, this must be the place to go to be successful. When you grow up, this is like the goal, kind of. Because was there not a, were you not as drawn to the British television and output that was happening then? Um, there just really wasn't much. Like England and London especially feels like such a small, tiny world. Um, the BBC is like the main kind of entertainment industry there, and it's it's a very small circle as well so there just felt like there was more opportunities it's here. impenetrable at least to be yeah, a creator definitely well you know i have friends there who are doing it yeah but, um, but to you that's what it seemed like yeah, yeah and but you didn't have people that you were watching that you were thinking god this is good or it was that oh it was only six episodes and then it was done <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's kind of sad that the the highlight of you know tv writer's career in england is getting six episodes and that's it. <laughs> That's it. But that always leaves it's how they become like little jewels yeah. to us here. 
we see something yeah. like The Office or many of the other ones, and you think, wow, my goodness, somebody just said you got to get into this Black Mirror television show. Yeah, Black Mirror is not a comedy, but it's definitely no, no, very, it's, it's, it's very scary and very it's amazing. Dark. It has some dark humor to it. And I, I think, think even that had, what, three episodes in the exactly. first season? Exactly, well, that's what <laughs> they said. Get excited. This is streaming on Netflix. So I yeah. called it up. I had to search, which yeah. is hard to do with the buttons. And I found it because uh, uh, <laughs> I'm clumsy. No, but because you use the Apple TV remote, that's mm-hmm. not really designed for human interaction. Yeah. It's designed for slipping between the, cush- the cushions. Mm-hmm. But the point is, I looked at it, I thought, this will be great. I'll get a new show in. Three episodes. Mm-hmm. I'm just holding out on the last one. Are they each like an hour at least? So at, least at least that. Three hours of TV. In <laughs> that's the- right. Yeah, <laughs> but you were drawn to the Americans, American television programs, especially Friends. Is that it? Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I basically grew up on Friends and Seinfeld and The Simpsons and all that kind of stuff. Who was your friend? They were all my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Who did you identify with? Though? Who are you most excited to see uh, their storyline evolve, such as it did? Gosh, I don't remember. I'm sure it changed over the years. Yeah, yeah. But did you paint your your room purple because of, of the, <laughs> the apartment there? No, hmm. but my room was purple for a while. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Like a very dark teenager-y purple. It makes sense why you were drawn to that. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not fastidious in the same kind of way that, uh, what's her face was? Who? Courtney Cox's character. Monica. Monica, thank you. Uh, It's been no. some time since I've tuned in to friends. <laughs> what? <laughs> No, me too. I'm, no, when I was like, you know, eight years old, I don't think I was as much of a control freak as, as she was. <laughs> That's probably good. <laughs> well, you know, I think a lot of my guests have not have not been, have come from places where they were less than mm-hmm. pleased to be <laughs> growing up. But uh, you know, come from tough childhoods, or they were they had to escape from from something that was going on. So that's a, a popular thing, just to almost a trope with comedians that there's something dark there that you're trying to get away from. Mm-hmm. But I think it happens with sports or anything where you're, uh, for a young person that's living in somebody else's world, being controlled by something else, you've got to find something. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm so impressed that people find, you know, for a younger generation, you found video making. Mm-hmm. And so what was that like? You picked up a camcorder and started to get to work? Um. Yeah, I I think at some point, maybe when I was like 15 or 16, I just realized, I mean, like YouTube videos and things were just coming out. And I realized, well, I don't have to sit around and wait for like a network to find me someday. I can just start making videos. And um, when I was in high school, I guess um, we had access to like a camcorder. So I just decided to to start doing it. (laughs) It's amazing. Some kind of big, big deal. Or was it by that point you're no, so much it was like student films. Younger than I am. <laughs> they were small and they were easy yeah. to deal with. Uh yeah, they were ambitious and, and I kind of put myself in the director role because that's just um, you know, what it took to get people together and to schedule it and just made my first stupid like comedy film with my friends when I was like sixteen and Were just, you imitating anything or was it um, you see traces of uh, Seinfeld? <laughs> no, I wish. I wish I was that smart back then. <laughs> no, it was really dumb. What were they like? What was it? Uh, gosh, the first short film we made is, is about like music genres and kind of everybody at this high school represented a different music genre. And then there was this one girl who was like none of them and they all tried to win her over. To- <laughs> it was so stupid. <laughs> Do you yeah. watch him? Can you watch him now? 
No. Yeah. Nope. I have a hard time listening to this show. Mm. <laughs> I can imagine what it's like for the listeners. <laughs> yeah, I can't watch anything I've made, even things it's I made tough. like a year ago. <laughs> but did you want to perform too or no? No, no, I've always been more of a writer. I don't love being the center of attention <laughs> still. <laughs> but you appear in some of the things. We'll, we'll talk about it later. But do you say stuff? I haven't. Do I say stuff? Uh, I try not to. I'll do, I'll do like a cameo if I, if I have to, if they need an extra body walking through the frame. Right. I'll, I'll it seems like you that. have this marvelous silent presence in oh, a lot God. of the, the videos, <laughs> yeah. anchoring it there. It's kind of nice. The, the more silent and behind the scenes I can be, the better, yeah. in my opinion. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel about the dog next door right now. <laughs> <laughs> that dog is very angry. <laughs> What's his name? I don't know. Neighbor uh, dog. Something angry, probably. Yeah. Terrence. Terrence is a nice name. I oh, think. yeah. You think yeah. that's not an angry name? No. Okay. I don't know. Just a dog named Terrence might be. There's a dog in this building named Business. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's amazing. <laughs> There's some there's great things about New York, uh, but you know you you uh, did not come to New York. For, for, that was not your first encounter with mm-hmm. America. Right. You went to San Jose. Yeah. I'm so, sorry about that. Oh my gosh, it was tough. <laughs> that is the most not San Francisco place you could be. Yes. Um. I I knew nothing about really California at all, but it was my first opportunity to come to America. So it was better than nothing, and it was my way in, kind of. So I was a study abroad student in San Jose. I knew nothing about San Jose, but I had read the Wikipedia page. It said it was one of the top ten, like ton, uh, top ten biggest cities in the U.S. So I was like, okay, I can do cities. And then I get there, and it's just like a desert. It's not a city. And like city. two freeways, and like <laughs> it was so strange. Oh, it's a strange place, isn't it? <laughs> It's, I've been there a couple of times, and it's, it's, I'm always happy to leave. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but was it a good experience, though? Did the program, did it turn out to be well? Yeah, I mean, the, the program was good. It was, you know, filmmaking, so I made a ton of videos and met really great actors, and, and it was a lot of fun. Um, but outside of, the, you know, the school itself, it was like, I, I don't have a car. I can't even drive. I can't get anywhere. I'm, like, stranded. Dumb, sunk, yeah. But the, the film classes were good, and, like, I did screenwriting, and that was fun. And so that, and you had gone to uh, university already with that in mind? You were yep. driven from a young age to do this. Yeah, yeah, I think so. That's that's wonderful. <laughs> I, because I, growing up, I didn't know that a comedy writer was really a thing. Yeah, I mean, I, you see maybe Dick Van Dyke or something. You have some mm, kind of idea that the show, the television. I, I yeah, I didn't think <laughs> not something to say from my childhood, but you know, I, I watched that kind of a deal. And um, but you were going to say what? Uh, I, I I wasn't you know thinking comedy writer specifically is a real job title that I am going to aim for. I just thought well videos and and everything I wrote had some kind of I guess comedic outlook. So so then I realized comedy specifically. <laughs> and and all the films that you made were comedy. Um, Did you ever try to do something that was full of angst? Uh, not angst, but we we tried to do something serious, and it was quite sad. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> So I think I could do that. <laughs> that can be funny, too. It can be. It was probably more funny than it should have been. <laughs> That's another thing I can't watch now. <laughs> By the way, we're pairing the podcast today with some black tea. Mm-hmm. What kind of tea is this? This is Earl Grey from London from my recent trip. I thought I could tell. Mm-hmm. You were just back there? In October, yep. How did it go? <laughs> 
Oh, it was just a lot of family time. <laughs> yeah. So you were with them or you were in your room wishing you were back here? Exactly. Yeah. In my room. <laughs> <laughs> do they know what you do? Uh, well, as much as parents can understand what sketch comedy is, I guess. <laughs> right. Are they just from a different world? or what's, what's happening? They don't relate to you. I don't know. My mom texted me recently and she asked me to send her a business card because she was sick of trying to explain to people who I am. So I don't know what that means. Business card ought to fix it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of business card are you? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> well, you could make a video business card that really breaks down sketch comedy. I have a reel. That, I think that is the equivalent. Yes, that's what yeah. they call them, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not helpful. Does she use the computer? Yeah, she has an iPad that I think she can use. What do you talk about with her? Nothing? Nothing. That's, um, it must be so uh, <laughs> difficult. Uh, yeah, that's why I live here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I understand. But I can, and that, has that always been the case? No. Um, no, I mean, I think it's hard enough to explain to, to non-comedy people what improv and sketch is, let alone yeah. like a parent. No, so. Try a podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what is that word? <laughs> <laughs> How's the radio show? Oh, uh, mm-hmm. When can I listen? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. We're just going through the holidays and some coming up. You have a lot of explaining to do mm-hmm. <laughs> of what it is. So you, are you going to go back over there no, for Christmas? I'm that was be it. here. For the year, that would be your thing. Yep. How was Christmas in London, though, generally? Was it beautiful? It is beautiful. Um, kind of kind of like here, you know, everything is lit up and the stores are really pretty and it's, it's very cold and snowy. It is really nice, but there is such a thing as too much family sometimes. <laughs> is it a big family? No, not no. really. No. Um, but I kind of wanted to go home in October, so that was, it, it's too soon to go back. Yeah. It's so expensive. And, it is. Yeah. It is. That's true. Mm-hmm. And as we know, comedy is very lucrative. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let's see. You did the university, then you're in uh, San Jose, just making work but dreading the environment, and I probably having some kind of, like, okay tacos. They were pretty good. They're decent. Yeah. Decent. I Honestly, I'd never even had Mexican food before I moved to California. <laughs> that was how I was. I remember my first horchata. <laughs> yeah, and me unfortunately, too. I had that on a, 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 went up a Route 1 or whatever it is through Marin. Mm-hmm. And I'm one of these snaking roads around the mountains mm-hmm. after I had tacos for the first time and an horchata. Oh, <laughs> it was now, first of all, the tacos are in a soft thing. Mm-hmm. That's, that was already different. And then you give me rice pudding that's been blended. Where are you from? I'm from outside of Philadelphia. Oh, okay. Yeah, but uh, we didn't um, we didn't uh, we didn't have a, mm. a, a, a thirst to uh, go beyond our <laughs> comfort zone when it came to ordering yeah. food. It's a different world out west. It certainly is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do they do it? I don't know. So you're out there. You're miserable. You meet a <laughs> you meet a fella, and you come out here, or you go back yeah. to London. Um, I I went back to London to finish my degree. Um, but that was less than a year, and then I came back to America. Um, and I, you know, I did have a lot of very close friends in California, and they're still there, and they, they came to visit me in Brooklyn recently. Um, so I do miss them, but 
it just there was no film work there. There was just like technology and cars, and, and that's it. Yeah, in that yeah. in that particular region, especially Northern California, yeah. it's hard for people to make a, a mm-hmm. go of it. Yeah, there was no way that I, like I could stay there. Yeah, yeah. And plus, you you wanted to live here. Yes. That was the dream. You had pictures of New York on your walls. <laughs> I did growing up. Yeah, yeah. I had one. <laughs> Where'd you get them? American stuff is everywhere in London. <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> They're a little fond of us now, aren't they? They miss us. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, you then, what happens? You get on the plane and you come here. Uh huh. What is it? What is it like to get off the the plane in JFK? Probably number one, you're thinking, "Thank goodness it's not LaGuardia." Uh, I didn't have a preference. I was like, "I'm in New York." Finally, no, trust me. Trust me. You were happy. <laughs> okay. It, it was like six in the morning, so I don't think I was that happy, but. It was October, it was really humid, it was rainy. Um, yeah, I stayed in Harlem by Riverside Park. But excitement? Was you, were you full of excitement? Kind of. Yes, but it was scary because I, I really had nothing. Like, I didn't have a job lined up. I was in a 30-day Airbnb place. Um, barely had any money. Like, didn't really have any, like, friends or family here. So pretty much had nothing. Um and, you know, like, the next morning, I was, like, on Craigslist applying for absolutely everything. Because, yeah. You had to. Absolutely had to, yeah. Sometimes I think you need that pressure to, to actually make it in anything. Yeah, I mean, I didn't move here to just sit around. In those first few weeks, I was super motivated. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine. So, uh, but, and you, you knew about uh, UCB, or you knew about the, the pit, some of these places, or, or no? How do you stumble into that? Um, I had heard of UCB and Second City, um, but I knew I wasn't going to live in Chicago, so it had to be UCB. Um, but, you know, I didn't, before I had a job and any kind of money at all, I couldn't sign up for classes, so I didn't investigate it too much. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't know what my schedule would be or anything. Sure. You need to get some of the basics done. Yeah. Having said that, um, I did sign up for classes within like three weeks. <laughs> so it was just the first three weeks of being here that felt very slow. As soon as you got a little bit of scratch, you feel okay yeah. spending the money toward that? Uh, I, I mean, I've pretty much done all the levels now. So, whew. Wow, that's <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> I had to get out after three. Oh, really? Yeah. Sketch or improv? Uh, I guess it was improv. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Improv is scary. <laughs> it's just that I don't, the rules. Mm-hmm. Not a rule guy. I like the rules. Yeah. Yeah. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a planning mind. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. You appreciate that there's some structure. And then yeah. how do you operate within that structure? Yeah, I like to be organized and um, yeah. control everything. <laughs> I do, too. I just like to feel it. You mm-hmm. know, just get oh, up yeah. there and feel it and move my body. <laughs> <laughs> I like to stand in the back. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but uh, you did, you, you, you made your way through all those levels. That takes years, though. Um, right? Well, two years for me. Two I guess. years? It y- seems yeah. so quick. Uh, what was I doing wrong? <laughs> <laughs> so, but did you go to see comedy when you first got here? Yes. So, so this is the, like a big memory for me of my first few weeks here is the woman who I was renting the spare room from was a publisher. And she, at her publishing company, was releasing a like a political comedy book, and they had some sort of reading or promotional event at the Magnet. 
And so it was maybe like my first or second Friday in New York. And I went to the Magnet to just because she recommended going to this thing. Um, Alex Bays was there. He's the he's like one of the producers for SNL's sure. Weekend yeah. Update. Um, and so obviously I knew who he was and I knew like everybody from SNL. <laughs> Um, Obviously, their names. <laughs> Just because you went through and looked them up would you, through the job search, you mean? Because you were going to. Uh, um, because I was obsessed with SNL. You just obsessed. Yeah, we'll come back to SNL then. I want to oh, okay. hear more about that. Okay. <laughs> and um, so after after the um, the thing finished, I got up the courage to go and just introduce myself. And I said, "Hi, I just moved here from England. I want to be a sketch writer. Do you have any advice?" And he was like, "Oh, have you heard of UCB? Go sign up for a class at UCB." And th- and that's kind of a big memory for me still because now I've been at UCB for like two years but I'll I'll never forget like that do you thank him have you thanked him I mean I was gonna do it anyway but <laughs> it was it was him Take just that. saying like go do this right it reaffirmed like, yeah. it though sometimes yeah. you know what your kind of destiny might be but you need yeah. somebody to nudge you a little bit yeah I mean before I started obviously it was just kind of this concept so I didn't really know how the classes work but and were you were you also a, a, a you know reading comedy I mean, reading, um, was there literature that spoke to you as a young person that would kind of push um, you one way or the other? Not specifically comedy, no. So really it was the, the television shows and maybe some movies, but probably television. Yeah, yeah, no. television and movies. I, I really just love the episodic kind of structure of TV that like every, you know, back then, every, you know, Friday night or Thursday night at this time slot, like, there's, like, the next installment. And right. I don't know, that really spoke to me for some reason. <laughs> I know, it speaks to a lot of people. I, yeah. You know, and, and even going back to Dickens. <laughs> That's Ooh, true. You know, that serial podcast is mm-hmm. essentially what he was doing back then. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> so, SNL, who were the people in SNL? What was your era? Oh, so my era was not the same as everybody's. Um <laughs> Because you're a huge Chevy Chase fan, <laughs> is that it? Uh, well, sure. No, I don't know. Um, <laughs> you don't need to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, growing up in England, we didn't have SNL, obviously, because you know time difference and everything. It just I never grew up with it. But it didn't come to you at all. It did. No. 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 Pretty well, much had no experience with it. Put in Friends anytime. <laughs> well, stuff like that was just on repeat <laughs> forever, and it still is. Yeah. Um, but so when I was in California, like when I first moved to America and I just had so much free time and, you know, I didn't have a car, I couldn't go anywhere. (laughs) In a terrible place. Terrible place, like in my little room, just stranded. And I was like, I have so much time right now. Um, so I just decided to go on, you know, Netflix and start going through SNL and like, as soon as I, you know, like 10 minutes into the first episode, I was like, yep, this is what I'm doing with my life. First episode, first season, or did, where, no, where did you was, jump like, in? It was 2009 or 2010. It was like right. Kristen Wiig and Bill Hader and Fred Armisen. Right. And yeah. I still love those All people. Great. All great. Mm-hmm. And did you identify with any of those characters? <laughs> I don't know about the characters. I just loved the sketch format and the writing. Right. It was, right. Yeah, it was just silly. It just seems like a lot of fun. It does. <laughs> it doesn't seem like a fun job to have. It seems like their schedules are a little bit... Uh, yeah. Difficult, but uh, yeah. it does seem like fun. I mean, ultimately fun. Yeah, because you're part of that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just being part of the, you know the same group and that kind of reoccurring. I think that's wonderful too, because yeah. that's they you know that's one of the things about Saturday Night Live or one of the Christopher Guests or some of the mm-hmm. when you work with an ensemble. I assume there's other ones too, Steppenwolf, maybe I don't know, but when you see 
the person, the first, you know, they start out with a new cash, and you think, well, gosh, none of this is going to be. You know, there's a couple of people. Mm-hmm. But then you see it the second week and the third week, and you grow attached to the people themselves. Exactly. And then you get excited about what they can do mm-hmm. and watch how they shape it or how they respond to a different mm-hmm. scene, especially if they're in the background if they still. It's, it's, it's wonderful. That's the success of sketch comedy when it's working. It's not always yeah. about the, the writing. I mean, those things are all important. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. All important. But it's really going to see the people that you mm-hmm. think have some talent. Yeah, it's it's about that chemistry and that energy that they can bring to the group. Yeah, definitely. And you gotta be likable. Mm-hmm. In, yeah, some, yeah. in some way, you do. Yeah. Well, I don't. On, know. on camera, at least. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, that's what brings us back to Chevy Chase. But anyhow, <laughs> <laughs> so do you think you'd like to work on one of the, on Saturday Night Live? Uh, I don't know. I I like what I'm doing now with my sketch shows. Is you know the name of it, low budget sketch show, is kind of a play on like, oh, we don't have you know forty grand to spend on every set, and we're just going to do the same thing anyway. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. Uh, be damned, just do do it, right? Right, just do it yourself. <laughs> it's it's uh, wonderful, and that's what I mean. That's the same kind of mentality that you mm-hmm. probably had as a, a student, um, as a kid discovering it. Now that you yeah. got better editing software or something. Yeah, yeah. You're more proficient. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but and so well, let's talk about it. The low budget sketch mm-hmm. show. Yep. Is uh how many episodes do you and you figured out in a season? What is it? What is <laughs> <laughs> So many that? questions. <laughs> uh so it's a sketch series on the internet. Um it's I've heard of it. so it's sketch videos. Um and we have one season out, and the thing about it is kind of the format. So each episode is a bunch of uh, different sketches, um, yeah, and, and still less than five minutes long per episode. So right now we're working on future seasons. That's about as long as you can do for anybody to pay attention to it. Yeah, we have to move quickly. Yeah, yeah. and uh, they are generally one sketch, two multiple sketches within that five minutes. Yeah, exactly. So it's not one five-minute sketch. It's a bunch of different things, kind of somehow linked together with a theme or an idea. And it's the same cast. You have this, or they change yeah. each season. Uh, yeah, it's the same. I mean, it's the same cast. So that was that was a big thing when we were putting it together. Was we need to have the same people in it because that's like you exactly said about what SNL. About. What, yeah. What's going to bring back viewers is to see these same people. And but you created the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got to feel good to have the th- have it out there. Uh, yeah, but you know, it's it, it can get, it can be nervous. Sure, I don't, but you, you know. came here with nothing, <laughs> and you wanted to do this, yeah. and it was a passion of yours, your like thing that you had, mm-hmm. and now you're doing it. I came here with nothing, and now I have a thing on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to say it's pretty good. Thank you. Not everybody has a thing. Well, most people do. Most people, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so how do you what's the process like you create it you you cast it you got the team together yeah it was it was a very long process it wasn't that quick you know um I didn't know anyone like I said when I moved here so I knew that I would have to be in classes for a while before I could you know make friends and find people who wanted to also do this and it took maybe a year to get everybody together but Eventually, I got a bunch of writers, a, a couple of producers, and all together we found the cost, and and it's shifted, and people have come and gone, and but the cost is is pretty much a solid thing. Right. Yeah. And uh, and so you also write some of the sketches. Um, but it's some a, it's, of them, yeah. Do, do all the cast members write as well? Um, 
they they do write more now or they pitch things and then we write based on their pitches because they you know not all of them want to write but they have such funny ideas um so at the very beginning the writers and the cast didn't really know each other which was kind of strange um and then we started to encourage you know writing specifically for the people in the cast to play to their strengths and stuff um and now it's exclusively like collaborating with the cast mm-hmm. so that they have ideas sometimes they write them sometimes we write them for them do you have a place that you go to to do the writing um not one specific place no. um we yeah we've had big meetings in various classrooms <laughs> yeah <laughs> I love it. I love the spirit of it. Young, young people <laughs> getting together get. and making yeah. it happen. <laughs> I was. Uh, it reminds me of my time working with with InSketch and just the, mm. the the fact that every every line has to serve, especially with video. I would think because mm-hmm. on stage you can take your time. Yeah, it's very different. You have to <laughs> I be, can. Yeah, very subtle. <laughs> I can on take camera. my time on this show. You can. For instance, (laughs) (laughs) well, uh, so you have a season two coming up now. Yes, Um, season two we are currently shooting, and yeah, it's pretty much written. So we're just shooting and um, producing that, and it's coming out end of January, hopefully. Yeah, and every month after that, hopefully. You have a regular release schedule. Not yet, but we're hoping to do one a month, so for the next five episodes. And in the meantime, we are shooting a very ambitious Christmas special episode. Oh, my god! This weekend. Um, so right now, we're doing that and shooting season two. You've got a lot going on. It's, it's busy right now, but it's, it's better to what we did for season one, which was shooting over the course of a year. And it was very um, unscheduled, kind yeah. of. But now, can, now then, then it gets too loose, and people start going yeah. off and doing their things, and you can't get them back. It's true. I don't. I don't care for that part of it. The producing <laughs> part of it. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um. And so that's how you're going to be celebrating holidays, and you're going to be working on this. What's the Christmas special? You can't say anything about it. Um. It's it's kind of just an ensemble story. It's like a four minute short film of of all the cast together. Um which is nice because we never get to use them all together at the same time. And it's kind of a little adventure that they go on through Brooklyn. And it will be screened uh, on the 21st of December at Videology. Oh, you've got a deadline and everything. Oh, yeah. I like working that way. <laughs> well, it has to be before <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> I get it. No, I had to. Jesus' deadline. <laughs> oh, Jesus really set it. <laughs> he set things up for us, didn't he? <laughs> Well, do you have any uh, have any uh, traditions though that you will still do for the holidays? Things that you still like to have happen? Um, I don't know. I think that I will do something different this year, um, and you know, see a friend or two. Um, yeah. Still make a ton of food and drink a lot. Yeah. But yeah, it's different not being at home. But in in a lot of ways, this is this is home for me now. So I have to make new traditions. Absolutely. And uh, holidays uh, can be a wonderful time for depressives, too. Oh, yeah, I don't know if you get sad at all, but uh, it can just overwhelm you. Mm -hmm. And if you're like me, you like to eat, well, Mm -hmm. (laughs) here we are. I bought bigger pants. I bought bigger pants over the holidays. Congrats. (laughs) Thank you. I'm sad but comfortable. 
Good. <laughs> That's what aging is like. That's all we can hope for. <laughs> you know, each year I try different, speaking of traditions, I try different meats. I try to cook a different meat that I've never cooked before, but that might be in the holiday. So a goose, speaking of uh, London, cooked a goose, very smoky. There's wow. a lot of fat on it, so you get a lot of... I made some little goose dumpling things that were just divine with the fat. And this year I'm going to try venison. Wow. I'm going to try to cook that. Where did you get that from? I'm going to have to talk to a butcher or a hunter. Okay. I don't know. Last year I made pheasant. Wow. How about that? Are you going to run out of different meat? <laughs> I don't know. It depends on how far out I get. <laughs> and how, how legal I get, I guess. But I don't know what I did to the pheasant, but somehow something overpowered it. It overpowered hmm. the flavor of the pheasant. And it wasn't pleasant, oh. which incidentally was my nickname in college, the pleasant pheasant. Okay, that's nice. That's better than the unpleasant pheasant. <laughs> it is. It is. That was somebody from a rival school. Good. <laughs> Still my sworn enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you ever get over to the Gowanus at all? Um, I've been a couple times. That's nice this time of year, isn't it? Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gorgeous. All the sex diseases float to the surface. That's lovely. It's beautiful. <laughs> and you did, uh, speaking of sex diseases, you did something with a Reggie Watch not long ago. Oh, yeah. Um, now I'm like, f- you know, freelance shooting and editing and directing stuff. So I just shot a sketch for Doctors Without Borders Benefit, directed by Jenna oh, yes. Friedman. Yeah. So I did some sketches for her. She's been on the show. Has she? Yes. Yeah, she's very nice. Very dark. <laughs> yeah, very dark. But very concerned about Ebola. Yeah. As, as she should be. Is she still concerned about it? Because I feel like people have forgotten about it. <laughs> well, some other stuff have come up in the feed. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I think, well, what she's doing was great. That seemed like a nice benefit. And that was a, mm-hmm. what was the premise of the thing with Reggie? Um, it was, it was a parody of, you know, the, like the Tom's Shoes. Sure, love them. So Buy it, one, give one. Exactly, but it was it was that. But Reggie Watts plays a guy called Todd Shoe, and he gives guns to children. And he's like, wouldn't the world be a better place if every child had a few guns? So you know, buy one and they get one. It was, it was <laughs> and it came out well. It was very you know dark. But a- am I remembering? I, I I think I saw it, but it has some footage of uh, kids in a village somewhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't shoot that. That was all stock footage. <laughs> <laughs> used to work for some place that did stock photography, too. Is that true? Yeah, that was my first real job in New York, was doing a stock video, just editing and looking at stock video. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. For what purpose? Uh, for money. <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> but what, what was the people, just so the people could use it? You were responsible for the, the, uh, the storage of those things? And the accessibility of those kind of things. So if you were a filmmaker that wanted to make a video featuring African children in a village, mm-hmm. you could go to you and get it. Kind of. I was I was a content editor for Shutterstock. So uh, filmmakers and contributors from around the world would send us hard drives or upload footage. And, and I would be one of the people that kind of sorts through it and gets it on the site. And then other you know filmmakers can buy it. If, yeah. If they don't have access to like Africa or something, <laughs> <laughs> you ever make you make something just on the fly? Me? Yeah. No. And you take any of the stuff and just put it together in a nice montage? Uh, I did. I edited some reels for them. It was it was interesting at first. You know what I'm talking about? Down on the you know on the DL, not just like no, stuff. For I work. Never no, I never did that. No. Okay. <laughs> it's expensive. Yeah, like I didn't sure. want to steal anything. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't. Uh, um, 
enticed to maybe put something, uh, little digital artifacts and some things or... I was, yeah, I was enticed, but I, I didn't. No, I would not want a picture of me to be a UFO sold UFO or something. <laughs> no. I'd like to do that. Start inserting something that really shouldn't belong. Yeah, there's tons of UFO stuff, though. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe just put it over the Grand yeah. Canyon or something. <laughs> I'm sure we have that, people too. People say, what? What was that in the... <laughs> you could really make something out of it. They could really yeah. do some damage. They could use you in that company. Don't tell them. Yeah. Uh, part-time work is appreciated. So, yeah, mm. I, I got some ideas about how to make everything better. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Oh, I mentioned, do you have a favorite sex disease? No. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> of the six or seven that I have, I don't have a single favorite. Are they all kind of the same effect? It's, it's like asking me to pick my favorite child. Mm-hmm. You can't, you They're can't all do bad. It. Yeah. <laughs> They're all bad. I don't know. <laughs> that is certainly the perspective. <laughs> well, do you have anything else that you're really excited about that's going on right now? Um, that's going on in comedy? Sure, just in your life. No. <laughs> you're focused on the low-budget sketch show. I'm focused on that, um, and I'm always just developing other ideas, um, working at the pit. Right, the pit. You, you've got that job going on now where we mm-hmm. do the shows, and you're responsible for pit TV? Yes. Um, so I've been... Is it a network? It's, a, it's like a YouTube channel. It's our video network, um, and it's where pit performers and people from the community if they want to make sketches that's where they go um so we're developing some series and things for that but do you have a, a uh, like a place that you can shoot this stuff um it's or it's, it's really like you depends. make the content and then you, you get it yeah i i'm kind of i guess you the, being the performer makes the content yeah you, sorry to interrupt yeah. yeah 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 and they they kind of make what they want to make depending on where it's written where it's set and then I upload it, and I'm kind of the executive producer in a way. It's like running a channel. Mm-hmm. On a very small scale. On a very small yeah. scale. And uh, will the low-budget things go into that or no? No. Those because are, they're independent yeah, of... They're kind of staying independent for now. Yeah. yeah. What kind of things would be on Pit TV? Well, um, Pit TV has been around since 2007, so there's a bunch of very different stuff on there. But now we are doing kind of series... Um, Scripted dramas. For scripted dramas, <laughs> hour-long specials. <laughs> Period pieces. That Period kind of pieces, yeah. A lot of sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, yeah the UFOs in yep. the Grand Canyon. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> I got some ideas. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I like a conspiracy show. Yeah. Not even a conspiracy show, but I think there are things that are actual facts that people are just not talking about. You should do that for Pit TV. <laughs> I would like that. You should. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll can, you, can we still get access to some of that um, mm-hmm. stock footage? Mm, you got no. a password somewhere. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> she said with a wink in her eye as she took a sip of tea. <laughs> uh, so that's great. But you got to feel good about where things are going in just two years. I feel like I want to mm-hmm. check in with you in another two years and see what's happening. Okay. Okay. Let's do that. <laughs> That'll be nice. See yeah. what's happening for me. <laughs> I, I, I promise I'll be free. <laughs> mm, more sex diseases. Maybe. Maybe. Well, I don't know if I go swimming in the Gowanus again. <laughs> I took a boat down there, you know. Really? Yeah. Scary. It was scary. I, that's among the most scared I've, I've ever been. I Why mean, did you do that? For this show, I wanted to, to document going down there. And a lady said, well, come on. I have a boat. I said, all right. Mm-hmm. I love a gal with a boat. Yeah. It turns out she made it herself, which I wish she had told me (laughs) beforehand. Anyway, it all went fine. 
Good. We're happy about it. And where can people, are you going to be, do you, but you don't perform. No, I'm invisible. I love it. I love it. Uh, but you can see you. You, you appear in little things. <laughs> I hope that's always the case. Okay. Try to try to make it. I mean, yeah. well, you'd have a voice. Don't get, me, <laughs> don't get me wrong. But I think that would be wonderful to maintain that through mm-hmm. all the seasons. So I have something to look for. Mm-hmm. A little, like, lowly worm kind of a thing. I say, oh, there. the character, not the... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. We, we actually have, like, an Easter egg cast member who eats our try and do that with him. <laughs> but, yeah. I think it should be you. No, there's someone specific. You already have that. another Easter yeah, egg Yeah, we person? have a specific Easter egg <laughs> cast member. <laughs> well, gosh, you can never have enough Easter eggs, I guess. <laughs> so, and where can people find Low Budget Sketch Show? Uh, LowBudgetSketchShow.com is the main website. Um, YouTube slash Low Budget Sketch Show. Facebook slash Low Budget Sketch Show. Instagram slash Low Budget Sketch Show. And um, I think that's it. You have to maintain all those? Yeah, yeah. I'm overwhelmed by it. Yeah. <laughs> Tumblr? Do I really need to do that? No. No, right? No. I don't think so. Good. Well, we've re- reached, you've helped me today. <laughs> we've reached some good conclusions from my own <laughs> career, so I appreciate it. I had a great time meeting you. You this too. Is, this was pretty good for a first first go round. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, 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 I feel excited for you and your future. Thanks. Likewise. <laughs> oh, you're the first person to ever say that. I might cry. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> this is great. I wish you the best. Thank you. Uh, uh, you see, a, a kid with a dream can still make it <laughs> in New York City. Middle-aged divorcee, eh, a little bit more trouble. <laughs> But anyway, thank you, George. It's been thank great. You. Now, uh, also in in, um, in Dale News, I'm thrilled to be participating in the next New York City Podfest. And we have a terrific lineup. Uh, and I can't wait to tell you about it. I'm just waiting for one last piece to fall into place. And then then we'll announce that up on the, on the website. Stay tuned uh, for that. And go to daleradio.com for more info on that show and some other big ones coming up. I mean, the next year. We're really going. I'm not stopping. I'm not going to stop yet. Soon, maybe. <laughs> but at least for a little while we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and we've got some big plans for the rest of the season so i uh, look forward to that till next time i'll be saving the sap from our freshly cut eight foot douglas fir pine and storing it in empty whiskey bottles in an attempt to make pine bitters that we can add to our holiday cocktails now let's get back to that great music that we all enjoy Dale Radio is produced and performed by James Bewley, musical director Steve O'Reilly, Season 7 theme song composed and arranged by Emily Danger, Season 7 podcast icon by illustrator Louis Chin, logo treatment by Daniel Spencer, Season 7, posters by Annie Carbo and Claire Prouse. You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever fine podcasts are found. And if you do find us on one of those places, be sure and rate and review us. Live shows are the last Wednesday of every month at the Pit in New York City. Thank you for listening. You're the best.